you know what? It's time to hopefully reveal the Hemic Man. We've DM'd him and he's agreed to come on the podcast. So now it's time to reveal who the one and only mysterious Hemic Man really is. Do you reckon he's even going to reveal himself? I don't know. <laughs> Find out. So, it's October, Jack. Yep. What does that mean? Mental health month. It is mental health month. And Are we about to get deep? We're about to get deep. So I'm ready. Get your goggles on. We're diving in the deep end. (laughs) But yeah, we just wanted to talk about mental health for a second as obviously it's such an important issue and it's something that we all go through, yet we're so scared to talk about it. We all have our different challenges and problems and insecurities, Mm -hmm. yet for some reason we're all so scared to talk about it. The whole world right now. Like for the last two years, Australia, Melbourne, Sydney, and it's been fucking wild. Our mental health has never been tested like this. And it's something that we need to break the stigma about mm-hmm. and talk up. Me and you, we're best mates. Yeah. And we know most things about each other. Yet still, just yeah. before you told me that, I know you dealt with anxiety, mm. but just to hear you say that it's with you every single day. Like I knew, but I, even that it kind of surprised me a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's. Pretty scary, eh? Like the per- the person next to you, what they would be going through, you wouldn't mm. have a clue. Because, you know, I was a person where two years, up until two years ago or three years ago, I didn't even know what anxiety was. Mm. I didn't even know it would ever exist with me. I was like, nah, I would never have a problem with anxiety. I'm not an anxious person. And then a build up of, you know, things in my life at the time, stress and a few other things. Bang. Next, next mm. thing you know, I'm dealing with heavy, heavy anxiety and have done pretty much. Not heavy. It's got a lot better, but I've mm. dealt with I deal with anxiety every day, hundred mm. percent. I think about it every day. Um, yeah, and I guess you know, pretty wild because even my parents and immediate family, I I tell about, but maybe like two percent, mm. you know, of what I go through. And I feel like your anxiety helps you though, because mm. you're very determined and you're like a hard worker. Like you never really switch off, which would you know mm. be a cause of the anxiety, but it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're good at everything you do, it's, you know? It's fuel. Yeah, it's Big fuel. Time. So I remember actually listening to a podcast with Ryan Reynolds and how he's he suffers from anxiety and how he wouldn't trade it because it's made him mm. who he is and makes him creative and stuff. But Exactly. Yeah. It's so scary. Like there's, so, there's a fine line of being able to control it and use it as motivation mm. and being scared about it because I think about it every day, like 100%. I'll think about it tonight, I'll think yeah. about it in the morning. But, yeah, I'm just lucky I've got mates like you guys, like mm. the eight of us in the street to talk t- to you guys about it because the stigma about no one mm. speaking up and talking needs to change. I think that it is starting to change, especially, it is especially in young males. It's good. And you got to remember my anxiety is not even that bad. You and or Cal or Bill or anyone could be dealing with the exact same thing mm. and, and might, maybe, you know, the guy next to you. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, this definitely yeah. want to express how good it is to speak up and yeah. not even if you don't have the mates that you know we have mm. I've, I've been to a psychologist two years ago about three times and it was the best thing i've ever done in my life mm. and I, you know, I was just gonna say i just was so scared and thought it's only for crazy people it is not at all it's just so false no nah. you do not need to go to a psychologist if you think you're fucking crazy that's a massive stigma of oh there's something wrong with me i've got mm. to go to a psychologist yeah i i, I feel 
So I used to suppress all my emotions really bad. Like I've only just in the last couple of years been able to talk about my emotions. I used to be so bad about saying, like talking up about how I feel. I never wanted to feel sad or, you know, I just didn't mm. want to put that shit on anyone. And um, it's only in the last couple of years where, you know, I've started speaking up about, you know, different things that happened in the past, like my parents splitting up. I, that When that happened, I didn't speak to anyone about it. For like five years. I didn't even speak to my parents about that's it. Cr- that's so like it was. Crazy. I just didn't want to know about it. I was so embarrassed about them splitting up because um, I was from a small town. Especially and, the town. Yeah, yeah, I was in a small town. No one else's parents split up and mine did and I was just so embarrassed. So I didn't talk to any of my friends about it even though they all knew, which would have been so weird for them. Mm. I just acted like nothing was happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Ramsey Street. Like, yeah. On. Yeah. And wild. I remember just when I finally did talk about it, like the weight that had been lifted off me and it I didn't really know how much it was affecting me but it was it was like I suppressed it down it was just sitting in me and when I finally got it up it like I felt like a new person and just being able to talk about it I feel like you know everyone's so scared to talk about their different problems but we're all going through them and the best I feel like the best medicine is to just talk about it yeah probably makes you feel good but yeah. before jumping on this podcast I was telling you some insecurities that I've been going through lately where and I feel like sometimes I'm not good enough or like yeah, I don't yeah. deserve some of the shit we're, we're doing. And I'm like, and then when talking about it, you know, you're just getting your response back. Yeah. It makes me feel so much better. So when you spoke to your parents about it five years later, that made you feel so much better? How I first broke, broke my silence on it and spoke about it was my friend got diagnosed with um, depression and I had a family member that was also going through depression. I was like, how do I help him? And she's like, just go make sure you go and hang out with him. He's going to try and tell you he doesn't want to hang out, but make sure you go. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I was like, come to the beach. He's like, no, I'm going, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, no, nah, let's go for a swim. And I went and I was trying to open him up because he's a pretty sh- quiet, shy guy. So then I just broke out and just told him my, you know, mm. story. I just broke it, like not broke down, but like kind of broke out and told him my story to try and open him up. But it ended up, you know, benefiting, you. benefiting me. Both and we you. just, yeah, exactly. And us just speaking about it. I remember just how good it felt. Yeah. So that's if, amazing. Yeah, if you are going through a hard time, speak, speak up, speak, and and don't don't think you're alone. Like you exactly. Literally, everyone puts the same pants on in the morning. The guy next to you is probably going through something worse, all the same. Exactly. Or he might be fine, but everyone fucking struggles. Honestly, chances are your best mates are going through it because I remember when I came out about some stuff to yeah. all the boys. They started telling me stuff that I, you know, that I've never heard. Yeah. Of. They've been to go on psychologists and stuff. So we, it's just this shit thing that we all try and hide from each other, even our best mates, mm. when they're going through the exact same shit. I've spoken to you and you've spoken to me about these crazy, you know, weird Dude. insecurities, and we get, both go for the exact same thing. Yeah, you it's and insane. I are best friends. We travel the fucking world together, and when we we're in England, we had we shared this moment story of the exact same thing we went through about a year beforehand that had been weighing on us every day of heavy anxiety, but we just didn't even fucking know. And we, know. we live with each other every day. Yeah. So the guy next to you is probably going through the same thing. And please speak up. Oh, ask your mates and go see psychologists are the best thing you ever do in your life if you don't have the support system. Because mm-hmm. when I left that psychologist, those three, the first time I remember going in there, shit myself, thinking I'm, why am I here? I've got to be a lunatic. Yeah. When I left, I just felt so liberated and mm. happy and, and just like, oh my God, that was so great. Like, it's just like talking to a friend. Exactly. I, I think everyone, even if you're so mentally stable, should go and speak to a psychologist exactly. anyway. Because they do teach you things how how yeah. to help your other mates as well. Like how people 
think and why they react to different things. And definitely, I think it's very beneficial. So, yeah, if you are going for a hard time, yeah, keep your head up. And look, mean facts. You know, we come across on Instagram like we're the happiest go lucky guys exactly. in the world, and every day is amazing. Our life is amazing, but we go through our own shit a lot. Exactly, and we're not always fucking having the best day of our life. Exactly. So yes. Just, that's a little disclosure for everyone. So, guys, if you are going through a hard time, please speak up, talk to a mate, talk to a psychologist, or give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14. And just want to let you guys know that we love you. Actually, before we end this, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone because I feel like we don't say mm. it enough, but I honestly just want to say thank you so much to everyone that supports us and don't make me cry. watches our videos and listens to our podcast because I feel like we don't really say Seriously. thank you enough and we are so appreciative yep. of everyone. I'm so. happy we have this podcast to actually show another side of us from our Instagram page mm. where we are that fucking happy and stoked on every one of our followers. Exactly. Because it feels like a family. So many nice messages and... Yeah, we just fucking love you. Yeah. So thank you. We fucking love you. We're getting so deep. Holy oh, shit. Man. God bless. Getting teary. Let's get on with the episode. Yeah. All right, guys. So as some of you may know, we are in hotel quarantine still. Um, a fancy prison, if you will. No, I don't know about fancy, but it's, yeah, no, it's a it's, bit better. It's though. a bit better. You just don't get yard time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No fresh air. But so, guys, this isn't the only place that's keeping us captive right now. We are prisoner to the one and only mysterious Hammock Man. Hammock Man, the puppet man. He's been stringing us <laughs> along for the last four days. Has it been four days? It's been, yeah, four or five days. It's been a long four days. Dude, I honestly feel like we've been working full time from I've this got guy. Ba- i got bags under my eyes. I'm that tired from him. <laughs> We're emotional wrecks. Oh, mate. So, guys, a bit of our background for you guys that don't follow our Instagram page. The Hemic Man started out with a parcel coming to our door on the third day, I think it was. Yeah, on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Come to our door on Wednesday massive box and it had a hammock in it and then we're like what are we going to do with a hammock mm. next thing you know i set it up in my bedroom and we look out the window 20 minutes later and there's a guy that's got a hammock attached to a light pole and a, at a tree or yeah, like, yeah 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 he's literally right next and to he's it. had a beer in hand and he was just swinging back and forth just staring up and like it was kind of creepy we're like waving at him he's kind of waving back yeah. but he was just swinging just looking up the whole time <laughs> i'm like what's going on and then the next day we um got another we're like the hammock man at this point just after the first day had grown a bit of traction like people like oh yeah. like petition to find the hammock man and stuff yeah. but it wasn't anything it wasn't really. a thing at all no and we no. definitely didn't we're just we like had oh. no, yeah we're just like some randoms just sent us a hammock like, this is yeah. kind of funny but it's kind of annoying because it's that big and we don't once <laughs> things come into our rooms you can't take them out until yeah. the end of your stay actually i've just got to put this out there now that we for people have been messaging us and um commenting on the hammock man's post saying that this is planned or a stunt, and I can say with the bottom of my heart, this is not planned. We didn't plan this. We don't know this guy at all. Like, <laughs> never to go like whatever. Like we're not fucking smart enough to do this. Like this is I the know, this smartest is, thing that's ever happened to us. It's genius to me personally. Anyway, he's a mastermind. He's a sicko. I don't know what he is, but he's he's smart. <laughs> he's too smart for us. So guys, the next morning we had another box sent to the room with five parcels that all had different time codes for when we had to open them. And one of the parcels was a radio, like a walkie-talkie. So, yeah, he had a, a radio so we could talk, so he could contact us, which was creepy as. And we were so wigged out at this point. <laughs> Binoculars so we could try and find him. 
And then what else did he have? Like, um, well, he had, then it turned into like, um, like costumes, like a dance party we had the next morning. He had leotards for us, leotards. like paintings, paintings. Um, so, like all this food, food date night, like date tickets night. for date nights. He set up a, a whole, he set up a whole movie theater down below our um, our hotel on this full busy intersection to set up yeah. this massive projector. I mean, like two, this, he had, Fairy lights, everything. He had like three days planned and a few stunts a day. And then next thing you know. This guy's got 35,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, he started on Instagram and started sending us sus little <laughs> voicemails and just toying with us. Just toying with us. So, guys, we've thought, you know what? It's time to hopefully reveal the Hemic Man. We've DM'd him and he's agreed to come on the podcast. So now it's time to reveal who the one and only mysterious Hemic Man really is. Do you think he's even going to reveal himself? I don't know. <laughs> Find out. Hello, Hammock Man. <laughs> yeah, he's on the ball. He knows. <laughs> he's tapped out. He tapped our phone. He knows Ooh, who's coming. What are you wearing? Oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How you guys oh. doing? Hey, hey, he's a he's, he's, he's a normal. normal person. He's a person. He's normal. Hammock Man, how are you? Oh, very good. Thanks. How are you guys doing? Oh my god, I'm just. He's excited. actually got a nice, cute voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think most of our audience is very upset at you. Uh, oh no, god. <laughs> we could have we could have had the perfect life together, but some hate you, some love you. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, a bit of love hate relationship, something like ours, Falcon. <laughs> That's it. Hey, more love than hate. I don't know. Having man, I got so many questions. First of all. Do you work for the CIA? No, I do not work for the CIA. SAS. <laughs> SAS, no. Someone. Something's going on. <laughs> uh, well, then why Why did you set this up? Just why. Yeah, why? Just why? What? Yeah, I guess that's probably the, the one on everyone's question. Like, why? What is going on? Who is this guy? Um, I'm actually one of the owners of Nakey the Hammock Brain. Oh. I knew we were getting set up. I knew, oh. We had so, an idea. Oh, so we love you guys. Uh, you've always put a smile on our face and we thought, how can we put a smile on yours? So, yeah, the main reason was we saw your post and it said someone entertain us and we just thought there must be so many people out there in lockdown at the moment that need some entertaining that are stuck in quarantine and our whole brand is just about giving back in, in a few different ways and just relaxing, enjoying life a little bit and we just thought, what an awesome opportunity to to make the guy smile and yeah, bring a bit of joy and laughter. Well, I, I knew we were getting played by a brand. I knew it. <laughs> I knew <laughs> did you it. think it was a brand? Yeah. I, did you think, oh, this guy is creepy? Well, a bit of both, to be honest. More <laughs> creepy than brand, but I kind of had a like in a little How's, intuition that he, the, yeah, it was the Hemic company or some shit. Everyone was saying it's got to be a marketing stunt, which we kind of thought maybe, but this is like. A healthy marketing stunt but, from but, on your behalf, but you didn't even want you didn't even plan this to happen by the sounds of it. Like to be this, like the Hemic Man. Yeah, well, I guess it, everyone probably thought it was a marketing ploy, but then they were like, "Where's the brand?" Like we had so many people, like close friends and stuff, messaging messaging us, going, "Hey, do you guys know you're on inspired unemployed, and why aren't you tagging tagging Nike and um, using this to your full advantage?" But the whole idea was to just entertain people and have a bit of fun rather than just um, pushing the brand and selling hammocks. So there was a bigger picture and to just bring a bit of joy out there. Well, that's good because if you pushed Nike, then we would have shut the whole thing down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was For more sure. just a, a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. Hey, can I ask how much it cost you? 
Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, we're, we're a brand at the end of the day. So Ballpark. I guess some of these things are uh, a tax write-off, but I think it's going to be a bit hard to justify to the accountant that whipped cream and strawberries were for business. <laughs> what, about, what about the wedding dress? <laughs> the wedding dress. What about the wedding dress? Yeah, yeah. So all up, it was probably a few thousand dollars. Um, but no, it was, it was pretty priceless to put put smiles on your faces and, and make everyone have a bit of a laugh. So, no, I, guess, was, I guess that answers the that answers the question every single DM. Is this guy, how rich is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> is that the, the main DMs that you guys were getting? We got a lot of put this guy into um, get an AVO. That was and, probably one of the yeah. main ones. Oh, and are yeah. you okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think mainly the, the main DMs that we were, or we were getting, probably like the funniest ones were, um, can I have your OnlyFans page, this OnlyFans, and there were the amount of people that were like, oh, this guy, can you can you send us your OnlyFans? But yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, that was the other one. I had my, um, my one of my friends uh, that, that who's a girl saying she really wants to date you and if you put this much effort into us then you'd be the perfect boyfriend <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you've had a bit of that yeah there was there was a lot of love um, of people coming in and just saying I'm loving this I'm so hooked keep doing what you're doing don't let it end and can you believe like you've got 35,000 followers on Instagram is that a joke yeah. I know, it was insane. That like wasn't even the the plan for the Hammock Man page. Like it was just sort of as soon as we started, we're like, oh, let's show a little bit more of behind the scenes of what's going on 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 Hammock Man. And then people (laughs) sort of just loved it and it blew up. It just exploded. But no, that definitely wasn't the, the plan. So you're not a serial killer? Definitely not a serial killer. I don't know if I believe it, eh? I don't know if I'm taking it. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to lie. We are going to be getting escorted out here by police yeah. on, on purpose. We can't trust you. <laughs> yeah, well, what were most people thinking? Like, were the police ringing you? Did you have anyone calling up going, like, are you guys all right? Like, on pretty, your end, was it pretty crazy? I'm pretty sure Falcon had about 48 missed calls from friends and family asking if he needs help. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And we and we had the police coming up a bit and they were just like, you're all right with it? Like, yeah. And all this yeah, stuff. Well, and they were kind of getting a bit worried with this like what was going on yeah dude day two was a, a day for me where i was like okay this is fucking this is intense like this yeah, is, yeah when you on. when you told us to on the walkie talkie to shut the blinds is what the moment i went okay this is getting fucking scary <laughs> yeah. like, is he in the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was a that was a good one i think uh, the fav- my favorite one was just the painting though that was amazing. I can't believe how good you guys did with your your skills of painting. I don't know if I've heard Falcon sing on the podcast before, but he's a, he's an artist too. Yeah, Jack <laughs> of all trades, master of none. We might might auction those off actually. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing with all the stuff up there? Don't even ask. That's your problem. Yeah, you're coming to get that. I'm happy to come and collect whatever we have. No, we we might actually uh, send it to a. We might either take it to a um, homeless shelter or or do like a like a charity giveaway thing. I don't know. We're not sure yet. Maybe we can give the um. We'll give the paintings to you, Hammock Man, and you can raffle them off on your um Instagram page or something. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, Yeah, really, really good. We'd love to do that. One last one. What's in store next for Hammock Man? Now you've got a cult following. Um, the main one is just we have a Guinness World Record that we're going to break at the end of the year. So I don't know if you guys want that on your resume at all. So yeah, we have a, we're breaking a Guinness World Record. Oh, no. What, how many people you can creep out in one day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many people you can kill? <laughs> how scared Falcon can be in one, <laughs> yeah. one sitting? What's the level? Yeah. What's, yeah, so, nah. what's the good. record? Um, 
Oh, we'll, we'll have to stay tuned and see, see what happens. Hey. <laughs> doesn't give out all his secrets. The master of stay tuned. All right, Hamish, man, it's good to hear your voice. We'll have to get a beer after this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, guys. And, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And hopefully you guys did too. Thanks, mate. You're a legend. Yeah, Hamish, man. I think you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. See you, mate. See you, mate. <laughs> the old Hammock man played us like a fool. Left at the altar, big Falcon. <laughs> he he played as well. You were actually sad getting left at the altar. I don't know if we explained it, but Hammock man actually um, asked Falcon. That was the big finale to get married to him. And then Falcon was in his in his wedding dress, and I was reading the vows out. And Hammock Hammock man Hammock man was a no show, and Falcon got stood up at the altar. I got stood up. It's probably not. It's probably won't be the last time I've been stood up at the altar, but <laughs> hasn't been I'll the same it. since. Still hurts, but yeah, <laughs> old Hammock man. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. good. So it's been a big week. We've had the old cops knocking on the door. Twenty-four. We've had them at the, like, probably once or twice a day. Yeah, I think we've seen the cops four or five times a day. And a day, not a, not a day. Oh yeah, not a day. Sorry, <laughs> not a day. But this week. Yeah. And before this whole Hammock Man saga happened, we actually organised a little street party, a little thing where we told everyone to go down to this intersection below the hotel. Which and is pretty stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah. Sounds stupid. It wasn't that bad. There was, gra- that there was bad. grass around the intersection. But it just kind of it kind of took off and mm. we got a good pretty good turnout. And so we had things getting sent up to a room like alcohol. <laughs> ham- the hammock happened, came up then and just so much different stuff. We peaked too early we in peaked. quarantine. <laughs> and anyway, so there was a bar set up. There was people everywhere dancing, all this stuff going on. There was boats doing doughies in the lake. It was just all happening. And... The cops rocked up. The cops rocked up. And Claire, our manager, has definitely saw that. And yeah. we've messaged her. What did you say to her? I said, I said, we'll message in about something else. I went, what, fuck, Claire, I'll have to wait a second. I'll have to give you a text back in a minute. The cops have just rocked up. And she's gone, what? What's happening? <laughs> and and then we we've a... let it sit for 15 minutes. Yeah. So we're going to stitch her up. We don't even know what the storyline is, but I reckon we just call her and just make it up as we go. Yeah. Yeah, she gets, she gets pretty revved up. Oh, she gets so revved up. I want to hear her like proper. Here like, she is. She's, she's sending question marks. Just saying. Is she? Let's go. All right, so I, I'll just. You, you I'll lead it. In. You lead right, it. Ready? And I'll fucking come in the middle. What happened? Fuck. Fucking hell. Dude, I don't, this is not good, eh? We, um. What? Fuck. We just. Oh, it's just, we just fucking frustrating. It's so annoying. So, fuck. We, um. So, you know, we, you seen that the little party thing we had on the street? Yeah. The cops just rocked up and they're going off and they reckon they're going to... Well, we got like, three warnings. Yeah. We already had the third one. We weren't even that loud and they reckon that because we, there were people drinking on the street and there was a bar set up and they reckon they're going to give us like 20 grand fines because of like public drinking and yeah. we set it up. It's And they reckon we might have to do another 14 days in here. It's yeah. so fucked. I think they meant another seven days and then we get the fine on top because we've had seven complaints apparently. What do, you, what do we do? What the- Kidding? Like seven extra days in twenty. No, the guy said, "Yeah, we'll have to do another fourteen days." What? From t- starting from today. What? Dude. Are they kidding? This is so oh, bullshit. I don't know what to do. Yeah, crap! I'll call a lawyer. I'll pull in the get big gun. Fucking. Fucking hell. Well, it's just like. They yeah. can't fucking kiss my shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I wish you were here. I oh, know. Because. Do they? No, they can't. They can't. They can't fucking do that. They cannot do that. They, I want to see the bill of fucking rights. I'm gonna research it. Fuck that. I'll call a lawyer. They, they'll. They, you, you, you didn't do that. I know. I know. They said they we instigated our, it because of our influence. 
Are you joking? Fuck them. I'll put a complaint in. What did you get? Their badge number? Yeah, it was it was Constable Wayne Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's like he's like the chief. Are you are you are you having me on? Maybe Wayne Kerr. Oh, you fucking! Did you get in any trouble? No, no, no. They're legends. They're really nice police. Oh, you fucking! Claire was getting wound up. Do you know one day you're going to call me with an actual problem and I'm going to be like, aha, fuck off, hang up on you? I know, I know. I think that was our last draw. We won't ever do it to you again. Ever. Thanks. Claire was getting excited. Yeah, she was ready for war. Claire's ready to go at any moment, hey. The right lane driver ready to fight. All right, guys, step two of the Inspired Unemployed Travel Guidebook is right here, right now. Let's go. Let's go. Forget Lonely Planet, the Inspired <laughs> Unemployed Guidebook. We're going to be printing these things soon. Oh, mate, it's going down. <laughs> so step one last week was to book two nights accommodation because, you know, one, one night's not enough. You want to have the second. You don't have a backup night for, for the errors you're about to make. Exactly. That first one, that you're letting <laughs> every dog out. So, guys, you walk into your hostel, right, that you've booked. It's a 10-bedroom dorm. You look around. People everywhere. And this is step two. Which bunk do you choose? Top or bottom? Yeah. But Grant, I mate Grant. He likes to learn the hard way. Yeah. So here he is. Stairs. Mr. Grant Collenberg, how are you? Good, good. How are you? <laughs> Just put them both there. He's the first and last name. You need to really <laughs> fuck him over. <laughs> oh, mate. So I've got a question. You've made an error on the top bunk of a hostel before. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, please run us through it from the top. Where did? How did it happen? Like, what? Go from the start of the story. Well, so we're in Lisbon, in Portugal. Um, yeah, we're in Lisbon, Portugal, and uh, we get into town, and um, so and the guy I was travelling with, Billy. This is just before you guys got over there, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we get into town, and Billy's like, "Oh, I booked us a hostel." <laughs> and I was like, what's the, what's this hostel called? And he's like, oh, um, it's called the G-Spot Hostel. Oh, I was like, oh, no, here we go. And we had to get up early the next day to, to fly out to, to a new job in the French Alps. You get to the G-Spot, you're going to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, you get to the G-Spot, you're going to turn it on. So we're, we're there having a couple of beers and, like, everyone was just, like, real sort of party mode and stuff and but there was like these two Canadian girls that were like like real innocent and I ended up like getting <laughs> along with them get along with them really good and, and stuff and they were just like they were just different to everyone else that you could picture in a party hostel turns out one of the really nice innocent Canadian girls she was on the bottom bunk and I was on the top. And so we, we go out, we partied and got back at like 3 a.m., give or take. And um, <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> and Billy Billy went straight to bed and I stayed up and had a couple of beers with the, the people in the reception. So I come in an hour later 
and I don't, I don't really wake anyone up. I'm pretty quiet. I go straight to bed. And this is like this is like what three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. This is like four o'clock. Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus. Billy went to bed about three. I went to bed about four ish. I went. To, I was asleep for like an hour, hour and a half, and I woke up, and the whole bed was wet. <laughs> the whole bed. I'm kidding. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Your top bunk was just soaked. Yeah, I was on the top bunk, and so like, so I freaked out, and I went went into like the bathroom, which oh. is like in another room, like a shared bathroom, and I'm in there, and I'm like so hungover, like I start vomiting on myself, <laughs> run the sitting in the bottom of the shower, like with the water running, vomiting everywhere, and then it, like hit me, I was like. Surely not. Surely, it's, <laughs> surely it has not gone through to the bottom, to oh. the bottom bunk, which was the Canadian, the Canadian girl, like Poor the innocent, innocent Canadian, happy Canadian girl. Dude, and did they party at all? No. Nah, so she was nah, sober. They, she, she would have went to bed at like just after dinner. I oh think. my! Possum put her to bed. <laughs> That's heavy. Yeah. Um, and so like I'm sitting there and I in the bathroom and it's all hit me like oh, this is a possibility this this could be happening right now and so like I go back into the dorm room and I walk in and she's just sitting there so oh. I'm like I go hey how are you and she's like oh um you didn't go to bed with a bottle of water last night did you and I was like oh I, I did actually and she's like oh well it spilt all over my bed oh, too my, my bed my bed's soaked. Oh, mate. <laughs> and oh. I was like, I, I couldn't tell her. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's – sorry about that. I I noticed that this morning. My bed's soaked too. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. That's so bad. That's Fuck. so heavy. Off. And then what happened? What, then what did you do? So I – I was checking out and we are flying out that morning, so I just packed my stuff and I went out into the common room and there was this one guy I got on, work, got on with real well and I sort of I made the mistake of telling him what had happened <laughs> and he's, la- he's losing it, he's laughing. <laughs> oh, no. We were all sitting around in the common room watching TV, so he told a couple of his mates and stuff and then put it on his story. Dude. And, uh, so, that, so everyone's sitting there laughing and the chick, walks out into the common area and everyone's like giggling and shit and she's like oh cramp spilled a bottle of water <laughs> on my bed by accident and was giggling and everyone's like oh yeah <laughs> no dude you would have been sweating in your boots hey oh do you know what do you know what when you're like that hungover you just it sort of gets to the point where you just don't care like, you're just like <laughs> yeah i'm just going along for the ride <laughs> oh my god that poor girl yeah, yeah, yes. so she, she's laughing and her and a friend are sort of walking through the common area giggling. And then she gets back with a friend back to the, like, to the common room just as I'm about to leave to go get my flight. And she, it all, cl- it all must have clicked for her and she was just like a completely different person. She was like, no, oh, you still got the hide to be here? Like, what? what oh, hell? no. And she's just like, and she's like shaking her head at me and, Oh. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to go and say sorry, but I just ran. I just ran and got my flight. <laughs> oh my I was god! So embarrassed. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah. That's heavy. So heavy. Oh my god! So she yeah. was. She was fully soaked. Well, yeah, her mattress was. 
For her mattress to be wet, that's come through a mattress, past the wooden pallets, and then yeah. threw her doona into oh, her mattress. It would have been dripping. dripping oh, down. I wonder how much you must have been a big oh, PSA for waterfall. Must have been a big piss. Oh, oh fuck. Well, that, anyway, that's oh, well, uh, that's why you choose the bottom bunk if you got a <laughs> leaky bladder. Always choose the bottom bunk. That's, you don't want to risk. Uh, see, through you, we learn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Alrighty, Rob. <laughs> oh, see you, my man. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, guys. We're back with the warnings of the week. The DMs. Thank you for sending them in to DM at theinspiredunemployed.com. First off, we have one from Rosie Millen. She's having a crack at Falcon about mispronouncing the Melbourne Demons for the Devils last week in the AFL Grand Final. I, I stuffed up. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Please leave me alone, people. Devil sounds good. Devils oh. just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, here's this from uh, Rosie. G'day, boys. You can tell it was your first AFL Grand Final because you called the Melbourne Demons the Melbourne Devils, but that's all right. I'll take it because I actually live in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and play Aussie rules over here, and our team is called the Amsterdam Devils, and the men's team won the premiership this year, so I'll take it. Hell yeah. They play AFL in Amsterdam. That's what I was thinking. How many fuck? teams are in Amsterdam? <laughs> Two what? teams. They just play one uh, game a year. It's yeah. just the grand final. On earth could they have enough players in Amsterdam to play a full-on thing, you know, like a round? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, congrats. Good congrats, on Rosie. Good on you, Rose. Uh, Amsterdam, that's pretty cool. Next one is from Luke. It's a bit of a letter. Hey, guys, I live in a house with four lads in Brisbane, aged around 24. Three of us clearly love love, while one of us doesn't. One Sunday evening, we decided to chuck Notting Hill on as one of our housemates hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> After viewing this on a hungover Sunday night, we all looked around at the mate who hadn't watched it. His name is Sean, by the way. He said he didn't like it at all. It's not even realistic, he said. Looking for advice as to how three 24-year-old men can deal with this and how we can move forward living in a house with a bloke that doesn't get around Notting Hill. <laughs> that is that good. I mean, that guy needs to go to therapy. Fucking Sean. Sean needs to go to therapy. Sean, I think, is hiding some underlying issues. There's some suppressed emotions in that man. <laughs> he's suppressing shit deep. He's got the shovel out. He's di- he's diving so it's, far in. Just let it out. Let it, let the emotions out. I think someone. I think you guys need. It's obviously it calls for an intervention. You can't move forward without an intervention. hundred percent. Sit him on the sofa in Brizzy, and just say, "Hey, look, what's maybe, going on? What's going on?" And just open him up. Like, can of worms on a Sunday Arvo when you're vulnerable and hungover. Like, come on, Sean. Come on, Sean. Fucking hell. All right, and the last one here is from Bryce. He says, What advice would you have for year 12s leaving school? Great question. Bryce, I, my advice would be you don't need to know what you want to do. Yeah. I feel like there's so much pressure on school kids to leave school and like go straight to uni or like just to know what they want to do. Mm. And it's just heavy because when you're 18, Think about how young 18-year-olds oh, are. When, when I was 21, when I look back at myself when I was at 21, which is not, it's only, what, five, five, six years ago, I feel like I was 10. I know. Like, so immature. Same. And, and no one knows what they want to do when they're 18. My advice would be to go travel, sort yourself out, just experience life, learn heaps, meet people, different cultures, different nationalities, and um, yeah. fucking grow. Travelling would be a big one. Yeah. Leave and just travel. Just get out of there. Seriously. Just grow up a bit. And your whole 20s, and that's the other thing I want to talk about, is how much pressure 
There is like your mate that's he's finished his apprenticeship when you know you're 20 and he's he's, got, he's on his first house and then your other mates settling down they've got their fucking jet skis and home loans and shit and then you feel you're like oh fuck I'm getting left behind here I that's know. complete bullshit no life is so life's about experiences not yeah. materialistic shit like go out there get into the fucking just get into yeah. it still work and you know work towards things but you don't need to know exactly what you want to do but still, no. like, don't just go and just have no job and just yeah. fuck around. You won't know exactly what you want to do unless you ex- experiment with exactly. shit. So don't experiment with two things. Go experiment with a hundred. Exactly. Not that, not, not, no. no get out there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Get out there. Get inspired. <laughs> get inspired. See the world. Have a crack. All right. Now for the inspo of the week. The inspired inspo. What do you got for me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit something. I'm going to hit another level here. I'm ready. What Are level ready? are we going to? I'm going, I'm going eight. We're going up? We're going to level eight. We're going up. All right, let's go up. Yeah, we're going up. The higher power. Let's eight. do it. All right. We are all here for some special reason. Stop being a prisoner of your past. Become the architect of your future. <laughs> He's got a scholarship. Oh, that felt, Look at this guy. That hit me different. That was good. That was a good level to be on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty good. Hey. Get out there. Design. Design your future. Design. Get the yeah. nail bag on. Build the frames of your future. Pour it, like, dig the footings and get, call in the concreters and pour <laughs> that thing. Life's too short to worry about dumb shit. Exactly. All right, guys, go design. Oh, wait, do you want a song? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on. No, no. All right, see you guys. I can't sing. No, I can't do it. you I'm... and me and all of the people with nothing to do, nothing to lose, and it's you and me. What? No. I don't know why Goodbye. I can't take my eyes off of you.